Welcome to the Wish Well Podcast, a women's integrative summit on health and wellness. A podcast hosted by Dr. Michelle Dang, a board-certified anesthesiologist and pain management physician with additional fellowship training in integrative medicine. This podcast will feature weekly episodes with women from all walks of life discussing their health and wellness journeys. Acceptance with Dr. Heather Kohlmenter. In this episode, you will meet Dr. Heather Kohlmenter. Heather and I have known each other since 2007 when I was an intern and she was my upper level resident. But we didn't reconnect again until long after we both had graduated from residency and were in practice. Her word for health and wellness is acceptance and she'll describe her journey as a busy full-time anesthesiologist to her diagnosis of breast cancer and how that changed her path. She is a board certified anesthesiologist, integrative medicine fellow and pain management fellow. She is also a breast cancer survivor. Hear her story of acceptance and how she rose above all of her challenges. She credits her support system of her family and friends, her spirituality, and her self-care. She co-founded the nonprofit organization, Ola Bloom, whose mission is to provide breast cancer education and awareness accessible also for Spanish speakers. Heather is also helping to manifest our inaugural Wishwell Conference this May in Houston, Texas. All right, so welcome to our very first interview episode. This is Dr. Michelle Dang with the Wishwell Podcast, and I have with me Dr. Heather Pullmenter, who I've known for quite a while, I think since 2007 in residency. She was actually my chief resident. And Dr. Kohlmenter is a board-certified anesthesiologist. She's currently a pain management fellow and at the same time also an integrative medicine fellow. She is a breast cancer survivor. She loves to cook. And additionally, she's the founder of Ola Bloom. So welcome, Heather. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be a part of this. And thank you for having me. We're so excited to have you. So I think uh, the question that I, I ask everyone is what does health and wellness mean to you? So what does that mean to you, Heather? Uh, I, health and wellness, I think, means to me a big thing that I've been working on is acceptance. It, really accepting where I'm at in life um, and being comfortable with that and really embodying that idea of I'm okay with where I am right now. Amazing. So tell, tell us a little bit about your story. Why did you decide to go into medicine and anesthesiology and um, everything? Anesthesia started for me when I was quite young. I had a, an aunt that was a CRNA and I really looked up to her and she was very involved with the community and especially at that time, um, working in the, with the OB-GYNs doing a lot of um, anesthesia for um, obstetrics. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I first found my interest. And then I just kind of followed that and um, really ended up, you know, falling in love with anesthesia. It's kind of one of those things that you have a patient in, who's in front of you and they're just so scared and to be able to be with that patient in those moments and to kind of be able to provide that uh, level of comfort. And then afterwards, even 
helping them with their pain. I mean, for me, that was just one of the most exciting things for me Mm -hmm. to do. Um, Went through medical school, residency, you know, working very hard. Also during that time, I ended up having uh, kids, Um, had a kid during medical school, had a kid during residency, and then actually the first year I was out. So trying to do it all, working really hard, I think, you know, really at that time, just trying to be the best for a best anesthesiologist I could be, the best uh, mom I could be. And I really then, I, I think I just got, I burnt myself out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I was just kept at the grind, kept at the grind and was working really hard. And then, you know, I turned in, I turned 40. I think I was even post-call the day that I was supposed to go in and get my mammogram and got my mammogram. And I remember the radiologist was with me. He looked at it and I could tell that he had seen something and he looked at me and he, he said, you know, I think we need to look into this far, further. It looks like cancer. And I remember also him telling me at that time too, it was like, don't worry, you know, it's okay. You know, most ni- 95% of cancers or breast cancers are curable. Mm-hmm. And really at that time, I remember thinking, but I could be that 5%. Right it just stopped me in my tracks. It stopped me and made me re really re reevaluate what, how I was living life, just living it so hard, you know, stretching myself so thin and really not taking care of myself. And, you know, that was, I, at that time decided, you know, I started looking into things that how I could find balance and how I could find harmony with myself. And one of the things that I came as I was doing my research was the integrative medicine. And I think selfishly I ended up doing it for Mm -hmm. myself because I wanted to find something where I really could get my mind, body, and my, my whole self as in harmony back together that I started to do that research. And um, that's why I decided to do the, uh, the fellowship. So that's how I found that and started doing the fellowship and, and loving it. Um, I, the as- the meditation aspect, the nutrition aspect, and so sorry, also, sorry. <laughs> being an anesthesiologist, I you know having that, I was also just started to think like, how can I take this integrative medicine and apply it with anesthesia? And that's when I found myself doing you know thinking about doing the interventional pain or the pain fellowship, and really wanting to marry those two. Because as you know, I think uh, pain patients really more than anyone need to really discover what integrative medicine is to find a balance in their life. Right. So your story is so inspiring. And I know that you and I have talked extensively about this in the past, but I kind of want to go back to, um, I mean, you kind of, you um, told us a lot about leading up into integrative medicine, but I want to go back to um, what you were talking about earlier in terms of you had just turned 40 and you were getting this mammogram and you were working a lot. Um, kind of talk to us about that whole process and what was going on through your mind during that time. Um, was that your first mammogram ever? Yeah, so that was my very first mammogram. Um, and I, mean, it's, I think the hardest time is from the moment that you know that you have a negative result and you're waiting for them to give you the final results. And during that time is that 
you're just thinking all these negative thoughts and you're thinking about the future and you're thinking about that. I may not be there to, you know, see my kids get married. And so for me, that's when I really had to get a hold of meditation mm-hmm. uh, and being able to be present and really understanding that how important every single day is and that the most important thing that I could do for myself and my kids was to be present with them in every moment that I had with them now. And how, so how long were you in private practice at that time when you got your mammogram? So I had been practicing for almost eight years. So eight years, just doing call working, you know, doing the thing where you, (laughs) do call, come home, and then you start the next call being with your kids and just never really stopping to take time for myself. I was just working myself so hard that I really took that that illness to make me stop and, and think like, I need to figure out what's best for me and take some time for myself. So what was your self-care during those eight years? Or did you have any self-care at that point? I, I think that was a problem. I really didn't have any self-care. I, you know, I was taking care of everyone else and, you know, trying to do this to work, um, to be, you know, mom, also to be a full-time anesthesiologist. And I, I didn't have any self-care and I, I had to put the brakes on it and realize if I don't take care of myself, that I'm not going to be able to do any of those. And that was a, a really big realization for me. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like there was so much going on. And how old were your kids during that time? Uh, So um, my kids were 12, uh, eight and four. So that was, yeah, that was, I mean, I I think the hardest one was to tell the Mm -hmm. the 12 year old. Um, And definitely I can remember when Everything I think was okay, except for in the moment that I, I started to lose mm-hmm. my hair, I think I realized at that, you know, cause I never really looked sick to her. And that's the hard thing, you know, with breast cancer, we all know that nobody really right. looks sick. Um, but then as I went through my chemo that, you know, she realized, and I remember the moment when she told me, she said, mom, I'm afraid the medicine's not going to work and what's going to happen. Um, and that was a really tough and, and, but I think a rewarding conversation that we could have that we talked about, you know, how important it is to enjoy what we have now, because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. So what was your life like after the diagnosis? What, I know you talked about making the changes and doing the meditation and looking into integrative medicine principles and that sort of thing. Um, you know, t- tell us about what happened afterwards. So um, what I think what happened afterwards is really the, I took to heart the importance of self-care and really realizing if I, you know, can't take care of myself, I can't take care mm-hmm. of other people. And I, I think I really also realized like I have been a very type A personality, always pushing myself because I always wanted to be better. I always wanted to, you know, I think a lot of people that go into medicine feel that way. It's like, I wanted to go to medical school, was striving so hard um, to get into medical school. Then after medical school, it was doing well in residency, making sure I didn't residency. And then after that, like getting into the job and like the job that I wanted that I was going to get into, uh, try to, you know, be partner and working that and just striving so hard, but never 
getting to the point where I was okay with mm-hmm. myself. And I think that, you know, for me, that's why I tell you the, the most important word for me for wellness is mm-hmm. acceptance. Like I'm okay with me. And I think that came out of, you know, surviving cancer, you know, because at a moment that I erased the title that I was an anesthesiologist and also maybe erasing the title that I wasn't, I was a mom anymore. So it was like, I had to be okay with me because I, all that other stuff can be gone in a blink of an eye. But once I learned to sit with myself and be in, and it's, it's something that I'm working on every day still being okay with myself, being okay with Heather Coleminter and not Heather Coleminter, the physician who is, you know, trying to do X, Y, and Z, or, you know, making sure that my kids are doing, you know, the best or whatever, but we're okay with what's here now. I think that's so important, especially when you have kids to teach them that principle too, you know? Um, Definitely. So, um, I mean, that's such an amazing story that you have. And um, so, um, just kind of going back a little bit so we can kind of understand everything that has had, that had gone on. Um, so you get the diagnosis, you were still working, um, full-time at this point. What happened after that? Were you able to take a step back? Um, was work okay with that? Did you just quit? Um, so I just, I, took a step back because um, I ended up having, I did the mastectomy. So I had to go through surgery. So that I was off during that time. Um, and pretty quickly after you um, have the surgery, you start, or I started chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had decided that I was going to not work dur- during chemotherapy and radiation. And so that was probably altogether took off maybe I think it was about Mm -hmm. six months for uh, recovery, which, you know, it was one of those things. It was tough, but I enjoyed being home and being with my kids and, you know, just kind of taking that time just to, you know, really reflect on what I wanted and what I was going to do moving forward. And I was very grateful for that. So, um, so you took the time off and so how did getting back into, once you were in remission, how did getting back into, um, integrative medicine, I mean, I'm sorry, um, pain management fellowship and then integrative medicine fellowship. I mean, that sounds like so much that you're, you decided to do after. So how did you just, how did you come up with that decision to do that? (laughs) Well, I think I had a, a really good friend that came over. Her name was Michelle <laughs> Ding. And we were talking and you introduced the idea of the Integrative Medicine Fellowship. And that I just started looking into it and digging into it. And for, it ended up really being like, I want to do this for me. Like, I really want to do this for me to really make that connection with the mind-body what can I do? Like going after this, after having this disease, what, you know, what should I be eating? What should I not be eating? Um, also, you know, it's like, I felt that I went through it and there was, I didn't have really have the guidance of what I should be eating during chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. What, you know, what do you, what vitamins, what supplements? And so that's kind of why I really 
took hold of the integrative medicine um, fellowship. And I started that. And then I was just thinking, you know, went through how I could apply this to anesthesia. And, you know, I really sat down and was like, if I'm supposed to do this, I'm going to make an application and I'm going to see if it Mm -hmm. happens and I'm supposed to do it. It will. And if it doesn't, you know, I'll keep going and I'll, I'll, you know, do anesthesia and I'll be grateful that I have this background of um, the integrative medicine. And then I ended up being accepted into the, the, the pain fellowship. And I was like, okay, now I'm doing two fellowships at the same time. Um, but I've just come it really, again, one of the things I talk about, it, you know, my word is acceptance. Mm-hmm. I can only do what, you know, I can do. I've learned to put boundaries. Um, I don't have to make the best grade in, on the test. I mean, I'm okay with what I can do. I mean, that, so how are you doing with self-care then? I mean, with two fellowships and three kids and all that you do, um, are you able to, you know, be able to find some balance? Well, I, it, it goes to kind of what I was talking about. I have boundaries and I'm the thing too. It's like, I know that I'm not going to make the best grade on the exam. It is mm-hmm. what it is. Um, make time for myself in the morning for my meditation and for my exercise is, is paramount to me. Um, I've really also learned to be okay with letting go of responsibilities that, you know, I'm very fortunate that I have my parents here. Also, I have my husband's parents that I've given a lot of duties to them. Um, and, you know, it's also asking for help and being okay asking for help because there is no way that I would be able to do this without the help. Of I mean, it's true what they say, like, you know, it takes a village. And I mean, it's amazing that you have such great support system in place to help you. Absolutely. I, I've been very thankful for that. And you're, you're absolutely right. There's no way I could have done this without the support of my friends and and my family. So the last thing that I wanted um, you to kind of talk about was your, um, your nonprofit, Ola Bloom. So tell us, tell us a little bit more about that. So Ola Bloom um, is kind of, it's fun that um, it ended up, I have a really good friend of mine that I remember when I was first diagnosed and um, the radiologist looked at me and he said, you know, I think this is cancer. Um, and I just looked at him and I said, give me the CD now. And so he gave me the CD and one of my good friends is a breast radiologist for the Rose, which is also a nonprofit organization that provides a free mammograms to women's here in Houston. Um, so I took that over to her house and, you know, from that day, we knew that, you know, she wanted to do something with me and I wanted to do something with her to be able to help other women through the same situation. And so it kind of started out of that from, from that. Um, and also another founder that is um, with Ola Bloom, she used to work for KPRC and did a lot of um, networking and newscasting and the three of us ended up sitting together and we're like, how could we take this um, situation and help other people? And with Claudia being also a radiologist and me being a physician, we wanted to come up with a platform where we could offer 
education to women in um, from the medical perspective, but also being a little more friendly um, and you know user friendly, but still based in science, based in you know the the most recent literature, and also you know giving my perspective of being a survivor. So we wanted this platform where it's all a bloom. We want it to be in English and Spanish. Um, and so we're just going around talking about uh, breast education. That's so great. I mean, I, I feel like there's still so much education that needs to be done um, for breast cancer and for just in general medical, just everything medical. There's just so much more that people, lay people can do to learn more. Um, so I think it's great that you guys are doing this, especially being able to provide it in Spanish, which I mean, you're very fluent in. <laughs> so that's, that's really amazing. Um, so are you doing yeah. like talks or workshops or pamphlets or how are you reaching people? So Claudia is also, she is from, which Claudia is the breast radiologist. She's from Colombia. Um, and so we've gone to a lot of the consulates giving talks at um, like the Colombian consulate, which we did and, and just talking about early diagnosis. Um, also some of the things, you know, talking about survivorship and that seems to be a, a subject I found that is missing um, it quite a bit and that people kind of figure that once you you've been labeled a survivor everything should kind of go back to normal but really I think there needs to be a lot more conversation and discussion about um, anxiety and uh, after being diagnosed with um, breast cancer and so th there's a lot of different things that we've been working on and um, Karen, who's also the other um, founder, she she works for the Ronald McDonald House uh, Charities. So we've had some exposure with them. So it's it's been a really nice uh, partnership between the three of us. We found different ways that we can reach different communities. Great. And you being a breast cancer survivor, if you could think of two or three things that helped you the most during that time period when you were, you know, having surgery and having chemo and all of that, would what would be a couple of things that helped you the most? Um, so I, again, it goes back to family and friends and really having that network of, of people around you, there's no way I, I could have done it without them. Um, I think the second thing that's key is spirituality, be that meditation, be that your connection with whatever religion that you have, I think was very important to me, um, and really got me through it. You know, I, I can remember laying in an MRI, you know, thinking all the different thoughts or the PET scan when, you know, you have all those thoughts that are jumping to the future. And it's almost and, worse being in the medical profession, me. right? Because you think you immediately go to yeah. that negative place. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I think as an anesthesiologist where we are trained to think of the worst out and be prepared for the worst outcome, you know, so that's kind of where my head has always been. And, you know, for meditation, it really was teaching me and grounding me to be in the moment and there, you know, I can't do any, the future doesn't exist and I can't change the future, change anything that doesn't exist. And the past has already happened. So it's like, you know, really living in that moment when you're laying in that MRI and not letting your mind escape mm -hmm. off into those negatives. And just I also taking care of yourself and doing, you know, maintaining your, my health and realizing that I was still healthy, that, exercise was important in eating and nutrition and, 
And those things wrapped up together, I think, were the things that helped me the most. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, no if there, um, if people wanted to find out more about Ola Bloom, how could they, um, they how could they find out some more information? Um, we have a website. Uh, we're working on the Spanish platform as of right now, but it and the English platform is www.olabloom.org. Perfect. And the last thing that I kind of wanted to mention to everybody, um, as some of you may or may not know, Dr. Pullmenter and I are putting together, uh, along with our friend Emmeline, who is the founder of Elastic Athletics, we're putting together our very first uh, Women's Health and Wellness Conference in Houston for May 16th. And we're so excited um, to have um, Heather and Emmeline on board, as well as myself, to put together this first conference. And so... Um, the thought was to start this podcast and start interviewing women from all walks of life, not just physicians, although myself and, and Dr. Colmenter are, but we will be interviewing other um, women as well. And um, so I wanted Heather to be my first guest just because I personally found her story so inspiring. And anytime I think of Heather and when Heather gives talks, I've listened to her talk one time and um Anytime I meet her in person and she tells me her story, I literally want to cry just because she's such an inspiration to me. And it's funny because she tells me that I inspire her, but really she inspires me so much um, with all that she does and all that she's doing right at this moment, doing two fellowships at one time and um, three kids and, and all that she does and the Ola Bloom, everything is just so, she's just an amazing person. So I'm so grateful to have you as a friend. <laughs> And um, is there anything else you want to add or um, to conclude this, this podcast? No, I just want to say, no, it is actually very mutual. And yes, Michelle is a very inspiring friend, colleague, and physician. And I'm so excited to be part of this new endeavor. And I just want to say thank you for- Thank you so me. much. And thank you for sharing what health and wellness means to you. I know your word was acceptance. Um, and I think that's a very important um, thing to teach our kids and uh, to keep within ourselves as well. So thank you, Heather, for sharing your time with me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wish Well podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe and follow along every week for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at wishwell.health and at our website, wishwell.health.blog. Until next time, I wish you health and I wish you wellness.